Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Well, that crotch shot scout. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For those of you. Hello. Hi. How is everybody? Oh man, you're loud. Ooh, I'm loud. Oh, whoa, like massively loud. Oh, I can't hear my I can barely I there can hear is. myself. There it is. You're normal now. Put your other ear on. Yeah, How's that? Like loud. Can I hear you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh. Can you okay. hear me? I yeah, can you hear yourself? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Can Hi, everybody. You hear us? <laughs> Welcome. It's Tuesday. Mm, I love my Tuesdays. Guys, something is happening right now that normally doesn't happen. This has never happened. This is our first time. At a con. Yeah. Doing a yeah, podcast. We are recording. doing, we are recording at the Houston Horror Film Festival <laughs> in a hotel room. That her husband set up. Yes. Did so well. So <laughs> setting we, this up. We will, we will figure out. It's very, like, I don't know. My mic sounds really weird in here. Does it sound weird? No, you sound good. Oh. I mean, it sounds like a little bit more like echoey, echoey than, well, maybe than also normal. too, probably. Here it is. Oh, now I can hear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think you this is what it is. Him. You we just, just need to bring him to, to your mouth bring area. To our mouth. You can <laughs> this is a big mic. Wow, Scout, you've got a big mic. Oh, I know you can handle it, D. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, hey, man, I've had two kids, but they didn't come out of there. So. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Okay, so being reunited with your kids just now, yes. I almost just cried and fucked oh, up my makeup. Oh, no. Carter, when he jumped up and he just like, went into and just yeah. didn't let go i didn't realize like i had that much of a little impact on yeah. his little brain Are i was like kidding? oh my god i was like i threatened make him. me cry i threat that's what i use as like leverage in my you're never gonna house. see scout again yes if you want to see scout you need to eat your dinner if you want to <laughs> see scout you need to go to bed scout we're gonna see scout in 24 days you got to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that Are makes me kidding? just want to move to Texas. They just so love you. They love you so much. Oh my oh, god! Are I you love kidding? them too. I love them. I, I love, love them when, so much. I love when Jagger. So we're making shirts because you guys. We well, this is going to air after we have our our talk scary to me live, but mm-hmm. um, which we're doing tomorrow. But uh, Jagger, I still cracks me up when he looks at our shirt and asks, "Well, why we're in jail?" <laughs> 
Because of the letter? Because <laughs> the light. Yeah. It's like, why are you in jail with scouts? It's like, if I was going to be in jail with anybody. Always, that's because that's our future, Jagger. <laughs> that's our future. Good thing our friend is the sergeant who's here so he oh, could. Good. Is he? Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. That's that's funny. He'll bail us out. Is he also a babysitter? Is that what's happening? Yeah, pretty much. Oh my they God, get him. out. They love him. Oh, I love that. He's like, he's like kind of a scary dude. And like, yeah. they, 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 he's like their buddy. Wow. They like, uh, uh, they want to like sleep with him in the bed. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't it crazy? You guys that are, that aren't, aren't, don't know him are our friends, the sergeant uh, in LA. And he's like a, a very large, you know, kind of brood, like brooding, quiet man. And my kids are just obsessed with him. You wouldn't think, but I guess look at David. Yeah. I think he's not, a, I don't think he's ever really that approachable, but no. But people talk to him all the time. Really? They always come up to him and talk to him. Have come, I would never come up and talk to you. Yeah. Would, right? you come, would you come up and talk to Tom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like this. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> he's like How a big smile on his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's so like approachable. Very, very approachable. <laughs> That's so, so funny. So you slept. How many hours did you sleep last night? Um, I slept 11 hours <sighs> last night. I didn't sleep very well the first night back home. Mm. Um, guys, I'm finally done with this um, Twilight Zone 40-day movie that was supposed to be two and a half weeks. Jesus. But, I mean, honestly, I mean, they, they did it, you know? Yeah. Like, they were put through a lot, like we've we've said on this podcast. So, I'm, I'm really excited to see, like, the end result. But yeah. my, getting my body back oh, hell to yeah. that time zone has been really fucking difficult. And yeah. then coming here yeah going back again and going to houston and yeah. then going back and then i i go straight to to work but in oh an adr booth so oh my god at least that's that but did you work you were on set though were you on set doing adr stuff or were you on, on you were filming so that something. was something that was that was something else so then this is um i guess i can't really talk about it oh is yet? it video game stuff yeah okay. I, I can't really talk about it yet but um it's it's for a new series, but it's going to be I, when when it's announced. Everyone's going to be like, "What the fuck!" <laughs> so I'm really excited to be able to, to announce Yay. that whenever it does come. When can time. you when can you announce? It? Who fucking knows? To be honest, they're being super secretive about this project. Okay, like super 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 secretive. But um, it's been a lot a lot of fun, and there's like a lot of cooks in the kitchen. So it's okay. like my first experience being in a booth. With with like forty people oh, watching shit. via Zoom oh. in like different areas. Got it. Have you ever done something like that? Not like, that many people. Well, even I mean, like Wild Thornberries, did they have like? Oh, well, I guess everybody was there, right? No, nobody was there. Really? I, I mean, I did that show for seven years, and I w- only worked with, I think Tim Curry like three times and what? Lacey maybe five times. It was always me by myself in there. And wow. because the director was so great, the director, his name's Charlie Adler. I don't know if he's around anymore, but he's fucking fantastic. So it's the same director each one? Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. It would take e- me each like season? Every, every episode. Whoa. Yeah. So I would, so it just would be the writers in the room. Hmm. So it'd be like two writers, like one producer, and then maybe two engineers and the director. Why do you think it's gotten so much more intense now? Because of Zoom. Is that what it is? Like the, we didn't so have now, that before. So now they can be in it. They can so they're be like, there. Well, now I'm now gonna I sit in control and everything. Make sure that everything. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that I have my say. It, I, like I like almost shit myself well, when that happens. Oh yeah, and so, so it comes down from the top and then yes. it trickles, trickles, and it takes so, twelve so, minutes to get to you. They would be like, oh wait, hold on, and they would go mute. And then they'd be talking for a little bit, and then they'd be like, okay, can she um, just do it a little bit like this? Or oh, we're good. 
Were you hearing them? No. no. Okay, good. So no. just the directors coming on and saying like, this is what yeah. they want. But still, could you imagine if it was like, but you oh, see that's them talking. Fucking, yes. Right. So you're like, fucking I know they're terrible. talking shit about me. She's awful. She's really bad. <laughs> could she do it just better? Yeah. Do we have to recast her? We might have to recast her. Is I'm she already available. signed the contracts? What, bitch? <laughs> just kidding. Did she already sign the contracts? <laughs> You can replace me any day and I would not be offended. Yeah. Have you gotten replaced? <laughs> no, but I've replaced. I've gotten replaced. Have you? Oh, yeah. Wait, I think we talked about this. Did Maybe we talk just about you this? and I. Maybe um, not on the air. Well, was it Nashville? No, 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 no. I didn't get replaced in Nashville. The first thing that I ever got, like, I, I felt that feeling was, um, oh, God, what was it? Fucking Joe. Oh, oh, it was 13, 13 going on 30. Okay. Did you hear about this? Wait. Um, so I was one of like the cool girls okay. in the beginning. And then I booked the movie Sleepover. And then they decided that they wanted to recast who they had already shot with playing young um, Jennifer oh. Garner. Poor little girl. Oh, like, honestly, could you no. imagine being that girl? No. But they wanted to keep everybody else. But they but wanted her. to get rid of her. And and use the new girl. I, she's she's like blown up on TikTok. She's like has oh, like a really? massive following on TikTok. She's yeah. old now, right? Well, she she's just like turned thirty, <gasps> so it was the big thing. She was like thirteen, going on thirty. So she Wait. did like a beautiful. She's thirty. Yeah. How little old girl. is that movie? Fucking old. <laughs> How old am I that that movie that that little girl's thirty years old? <laughs> yeah. I saw well, that as an she like, was my age as an adult. She was my age. Because oh I played her god. like friend. Oh my god! Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. It's so nuts. But anyway, so she just turned thirty, so she did the, this massive thing. Anyway, so I booked sleepover, and then they were like, "Well, we need to come back and do reshoots," and they wouldn't work around my schedule, oh. so they just recast me, and then they recast me with one of my co-stars oh. in sleepover as well, because she had more off days. Brie uh, Larson. Yeah, of course. So Brie went and filmed that, and I was so. Oh my god! I was like, so I just got replaced by my co-star <laughs> in Sleepover, but I'm filming the same movie. But what? You're like, that's but I up. didn't know about it until it oh. came out. Wait, Brie didn't, didn't even tell me. Did she know? Maybe, had... maybe she might have not known, you know, because it wasn't right. out or didn't, you know, whatever. So, but I was just like, wait, Brie replaced me? Oh my god! <laughs> like, what oh. do you mean? And then American Horror Story, I was like signed on to do. Um, the episode where you guys probably would know this. I think it's the first season, the episode where the kids are surviving, like, I think it's a school fire or some sort of thing like that. And I was on my way to get the prosthetics done on my face, the burn marks. And they called me and they were like, well, actually, we're going to take you out of this and recast you because we we kind of made the part smaller and we are going to save you we're going to save you for something else and did they no no they never do hey american horror story i'm still waiting for my replacement <laughs> episode <laughs> to come back she sent her a message i mean that episode like that come audition that process was brutal i'm sure yeah oh man i never I, auditioned for that show i remember i cried i oh, cried oh no i cried yeah, I was literally on my way to go get the prosthetics done. Ugh. So fucking shitty, man. How many times have you cried over not getting a job? Oh, a lot. Too many to have count. Have you really? I'm a Pisces, man. Oh, my God. I work really hard, you know? I know. I, like, really want to... I think the last one was um, Daniel Radcliffe's um, new... His show, his comedy show that he has. Mm. I literally got pinned for it. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, this is going to be really great. It's like, in you know, the Western series or whatever... 
and then I lost it. Flight attendant as well, and then I lost it. And I was like, oh, man. shit, man. But, for, then, when, but for, then when you see who gets it, yeah. complete yeah. opposite, like yeah. doesn't even, like you shouldn't have been, been in the room. Right, right. Yeah, I've been, I've, I've seen it. Like, well, it, hurt, it hurts more when they're similar to you. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Now it's not like that anymore. Now they see fucking everybody. Right. A through Z. Right. Shapes and sizes, colors, yeah. everything, you yeah. know? it used to not be. They really don't know what they, they want used to be at like all. the same like five, gir- five girls. Yeah. Same like little group. I'd be like, oh yeah, it's so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. I think you've talked about it, but what are some of the jobs that you like really, really wanted? The only two times, well, there's three times that I've really got, I've really like cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Party of Five. Okay. Uh, Nev Campbell. Yeah. Craft. Craft. Nev Campbell oh, <laughs> twice um, and that oh, 70s fuck. show Laura Prepon actually get the fuck out yeah I went back because because Carsey Warner did it and they did um, uh, Roseanne so I went I was auditioning the same time that I just come off of the show so but because at the time Donna was like 15 it was like she's like 15 in Italian what so yeah that's how she was written and then all of a sudden so i went and went back went back went back went to network went to network it was like constant like i was like okay like massive notes like massive notes Whoa. in there with that. do you know that that's my favorite show really that's literally my favorite show man not because of donna but like yeah, my favorite show i was so i was so bummed oh my god it would have been a completely different show totally with different. you on it but then you look around and it's like, and you know, a network like so, guys that, that are listening to this network is like the yeah. the end when you've you've like you've done your contract, you've gone through the whole process, and it's like you and one or two or three mm-hmm. other girls. Usually, it's like two. It's like three of you. So you go, you yeah. go, you go and do a casting read, mm-hmm. or and then you go to possibly like a director read, mm-hmm. and then you might go back to like a producer director session, like a work session, work session, yeah. and then you go. What's like prior before network? It's like. It's like wor- working it yeah. with the so then there's like another little like work session yeah. like with just only like four or five yeah or, you know now it's like probably eight people go yeah now. yeah right and then you go to network and what they do in this network process is they'll bring in like the f- like main characters re- you know series regulars they could be like anywhere from like three to like five characters that they're casting at a time and you'll be sitting in this you'll you'll already been working through your contract yeah so you know so like, you know how much what money. you're gonna make yes. how many episodes like the whole so shipping. you already know oh cool i could possibly make fifty thousand dollars an episode if i get this <laughs> if i beat all these seven girls great you're cool. like reimagining your future your whole it's yeah. like winning the lottery yeah your whole future could what change in like a three minute audition <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so then you go in and you read in front of fucking like it's a like a theater. room full it's like it's like doing executives. a play yeah and no one's laughing no one's nice nope. they're bunch, they're called they, they're called suits <laughs> yeah and then they're recording you as well yeah um, there's a big light on the stage and then you just you go back and you sit outside in the lobby with everyone like not and then the next the girl goes quiet, in the quiet room yep yeah the no next one's girl looking goes at each in. other no one likes you no like you no one's talking no one is talking i mean they're probably all like pissing their pants is what's happening really inside and then after it's all done they might do like have you go in with another character and do like a chemistry read make sure you guys know about that mix and matching and then they will eliminate yeah you can go home and you can go home (laughs) but you stay you you stay stay, you stay stay. and you're like great well fuck so you already know that shit like you literally already know always like they should just say it you didn't get it you didn't get it (laughs) you you know what i'm saying yes i'd rather hear that because they try to be like like in like chill yeah. about it but it's so fucking obvious have you ever noticed like when those <laughs> girls have left that they got it 
No. No, never. No. No, never. So they should just say, you didn't get it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. You didn't get it. Thank you so much. Here's a check yeah. for two grand oh. for your time. So you get paid for that time? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I saying. Like, I was like, wait a minute. I know there was something a while, like for commercials, that it was, wasn't it your third call you would get like paid for? Yeah. You had like a third, I don't know. They, they got do rid that of that shit. Anymore. Of course real, they did. Real, real fast. They're they like, got rid yeah. of that shit like, well, real fast. Well, then we'll only do two. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you remember the show Suburgatory? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I, I tested for that and it was kind okay. of that like Same little thing. thing, but it was, it took place in three days. So oh. I made it to the ending against Jane and it was her and myself and I think Britt Robertson. Um, and we got in there and they released Britt and then it was between, I guess, me and Jane and we just kept on going back and forth, back and forth. And then they asked me to leave and I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, this is, I should have just been like, congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you know what this means. They're literally going to tell you right oh, now, you got man. it. Oh, and it's, but it, but it is good when you're the one that they're keeping. Aren't you like? When oh. did that happen? When when does that happen? <laughs> when 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 does that happen? I don't know. It's been a really. It's been like mm, let's see, uh, twenty one years for me. Yeah. See, I've never done like a, a ser- like a, a series like network. Like I don't remember the last time I like did that whole thing. Right. I've only done one. Yeah. I've, I've done too many to count, but like never was the last never one standing. Right, right, right. right. You oh, know, not man. thrown over the boat. <laughs> it sucks, dude. <laughs> Fucking float. This figure shit. out how to get home. <laughs> All that money. I'm going to keep it over here. Yes. You know? Money, Crazy. fame. Like it's more about, it's about the money as much as like, okay, I have security. Because as mm-hmm. an actor, like as soon as, yeah. as soon as we're done, actually, as soon as the job starts, we already start thinking about, okay, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Because you're like, okay, I've got work for three weeks and then what am I going to do to pay my bills? Oh, yeah. So you've got to kind of figure out like, okay, I've got this much money, enough saved for till here and then I'm in trouble. Yeah. It's the, you know, I guess the life of an artist. I don't know. It's 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 a horrible, horrible process. Yeah, it really it is. Sucks, man. It really, really is. I don't know how, how we get used to it. I really don't. I mean, I don't audition really anymore. I don't know when anyone ever wants to see me for anything. See, I still audition. You still all the time. I for just stuff. got a fucking audition. That's amazing. Right now, oh, I know, shit. but then it like goes into like where I already have two movies lined up, and I'm like, fuck. You're so like, am why I do supposed I bother? To, am I supposed to get rid of these two movies to be right. able to do a recurring on a series? Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you're what are you wasting your time for? Yeah. I'm like, is it going to do something for me? Right. Right. Like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Right. And I don't you're know. You're fighting with your manager, and you're like, "Well, I already have these two, three movies, right. so I'm supposed to just throw those away to do the series that maybe might help me in my career." <laughs> do you remember when you said the last two fucking series that I did help me for my career? Look yeah. where I am. Yeah, you're with me doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yes. <laughs> Bitch, that's what you're doing. Oh my god, I love it. You're I meeting fans at the Houston Horror Film Festival. We're doing a live. Yes. You get to hang out with me and make out with my kids. Well, not make out, but they want to make out with you, that's for sure. <laughs> and, oh, I love your kiddos. I love them. I love and, them. And answer fan questions. Yeah, do you have any um, I do. naughty, naughty, you know, naughty questions? Not for super us? not super naughty, but okay, I do good. I do have um because um I do have a couple of interesting ones. So let's start. What? Um, By the way, guys, I'm not going to Burning Man, and I'm very, <gasps> very upset about it. Why? What happened? Oh, I just have to film a movie. Oh no! I'm so you're bummed. so sad. I'm so sad. Why don't you not? Can you not do the movie, or are you? We want to. I want to do this okay. movie, and I helped cast it, and I oh. got some really good people part of it. But okay. then, then I get this audition thrown at me that might like. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, so now this movie's gonna have to figure out those dates if oh. I if by some miracle. Look at see, we we do, we do, we plan. Yeah. We plan. I have an audition. See? Okay, if, if I, I get, get this, it, yeah. then I have to do this, then I have to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Get out of our heads. Unless I'm on the plane. Yeah. I don't believe it's real. Yeah, true. Because this shit always ends up, something true. ends up fucking happening. True. Okay, so this is, mm-hmm. I'm not going to read the name just in case. All right. You know, he didn't say yes or no, but um, okay. Hi, Danielle and Scout. I want to start off by saying how much I admire both of you. I've been a horror movie fan since I was 10 years old and Halloween was the first movie franchise that I fell head over heels for, obviously, including the Rob Zombie version. I love the energy that you two bring and it reminds me so much of me and my best friend. My question for the two of you is about dealing with pressure of getting married from me, my partners, and I's family. Me and my boyfriend will have been together for nine years on July 3rd. He's my soulmate, and we've been through a lot of challenges that have put off getting married. The main on uh, the main one being me having severe bouts of depression, suicidal ide- ideation, that's how you say it, mm-hmm. um, and other mental illness challenge that were triggered from multiple deaths in my family, which always has led me to shutting down and shut my partner out entirely. Mm. We moved out from living with roommates about a year ago, and our relationship has only gotten better and better, and I've never been happier or content. Recently, we've been getting pressured from our family every single time we get together, which is very frequently we always say that we are happy and we will get married when it's time my boyfriend's the love of my life and i know we will be with each other forever but the conversation and constant pressure is starting to get old and is causing my boyfriend and i to argue more and more about the marriage topic how can i get it through our family's heads that we are happy with our life together and it will happen when we are ready thanks for all you guys do love you guys what do you are you getting pressured or do you pressure yourself are you pressuring tom or like where are you guys with all that stuff i mean maybe i did i pressure tom yeah no, maybe maybe but you kind of should right i mean if anyone's gonna be pressured it should be like um danielle's not gonna like this oh no i know danielle's not gonna like this and i'm making this announcement on air did you propose i did propose oh god <laughs> danielle see, where's your see, ring your tra- your tradition he has my ring he got upset with me that i did it before see, him i told you you gotta but, let but, them but have I, that it felt right it felt right to me i felt I, I mean, it felt right. It felt like I, I, I wanted to. Like, like, it was more reasons like pointing me to not to to not doing it. Like, I had to talk myself out of it. Like, I, you know, like right. I, I, I think that that's unfair. You wanted to if do I what wanted you wanted to do. do it, I wanted you to wanna do, it. do. And it was super magical and super special. And we fucking cried like fucking little Aww, babies. Good. And like, it just feels really good and really nice. And and I've always wanted to be proposed to. But this is the first person I met that I was like, I I I want to. Right. So what do you think what what do you think made you want to propose? It, it just because uh, I just want to go to that next level. Like I'm is just, it, is it to let him know that you're ready? No, because he knows that. Like he he knows that. I just like I'm just I'm just ready to 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 plan our life and and have our life. And, you and, can't. Until he proposes to you, yes, you can't actually. I know, I plan know. your I, life. Yes, until can. he does. Yes, that. I can. I yes, mean, you can, can, but you can't. You're not. I mean, are you? I mean, I guess you can still get married without being. I mean, yeah, you can without being proposed to. You can, but Tom's gonna hear this. He's gonna be so upset because <laughs> he got mad at me that I. Well, it didn't get mad at me, but he was just like, I wanted to do this first, yes. and he's like, he's like, I've I've been planning this. That's what blah, I was. Blah. That's the only reason why I was telling you. Like, this is a really big deal. I know for you to to take in. Yeah, and, and it'll be for special. him to do it too. But it'll be special when for once sure. he like proposes to me. Like, it'll. It, I mean, it's like 
it's like you know two two women i'm i'm just not traditional yeah, right so it's right. like it's like two women you right. know they propose you know two men they right. each one you know it's not just right, right a right. lot of them you know both couples propose right. or some of sometimes one couple proposes and i've heard you know that that women and men both propose yeah you know yeah. And, and it just like felt right to me and and so i just took that opportunity and i was like i'm just gonna do it so why were you keeping it a secret then i wasn't keeping it a secret i just haven't like i i know that he wants to he wants to propose so yeah. i was like okay make so maybe the, i won't the, the maybe, bigger deal. maybe i'll make that the, the right. bigger deal when he does it you know we don't need to do when i did it's fine right you know right. so at least i'm not gonna take that away but until now <laughs> until right now thanks for asking that question tell whoever because the, cat, the cat's out of the bag <laughs> okay but but i think that's like an old see that that's the thing even like with proposals it's like well the guy should do it you gotta wait for the guys like it's but it's not and i i don't think that there should be any right or wrong or any rule to it and i feel like with like pressuring someone to get married i i i i think it's like old tradition you know they're like you get to a certain age and you should be oh, married yeah. by now you should have kids by now and all this stuff right and i always thought that i was you know i i kind of was pressuring my past relationships for a proposal and marriage yeah. and kids and stuff like that because yeah. i thought that that's what i needed to do right. by the time i reached 30 yeah i need to have a child sure or whatever of course and now the more that i think of it and i'm like am i ready to have a kid right now no Right, you know, I want to fucking work too much. Yeah, like I want, I want right. stuff before I can have a kid because I right. want, I want to get to that place where I can be comfortable enough to know that I can take care of this right. child. Right, you know. I mean, I got married when I was thirty six, I think thirty six or thirty seven. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I got married yeah. older. Yeah, and I wasn't. I don't think I would have been ready before then. No, it wouldn't have. I mean, early thirties is you still have a minute. Yeah, you know, to kind of enjoy and to to do all this and get yourself stable and figure out where you want to be. And with time, with things changing so much now yeah. too, you know, you know, I I can't see you raising your kids in L.A. So you know, no. I know you want to do that, make that jump first. And it's so funny because after spending so much time in this in like Louisville, Kentucky, and going up to Nashville, <laughs> I don't know if I want to live in Nashville. You need to come to fucking Austin. It's, I don't Let know if I can do. Texas I don't know I wouldn't do certain parts yeah um but it's it's pretty awesome who was it we were just watching somebody on Ellen DeGeneres and and he lives in um in Montana I was like maybe Montana there's another one but like I just don't know where to go I just know it's not LA it's not LA so I just maybe we need to get a fucking RV. Maybe yeah. we need to borrow your RV, sure. pay rent for your RV, sure. and go across just country. T- you better get it. You see, get better get a dually. <laughs> see, see what we like. I don't know. And that's how we started. Yeah, maybe I, I need mean, to Nashville do that. Nashville was not Tennessee. Nashville was on our list. Knoxville was on our list. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, like, Georgia was on our list. Why All did of you guys places. go with Nashville? Um, it, it's a little too much yeah there's a lot of i mean everyone from la is going to buck nashville so it's yeah. gonna be los angeles pretty soon it really wasn't i just wanted hills and space yeah you know um i live in what looks like a it's like a it's farm yeah you know farm farm to stores the street that like i live off of yeah so it's um and it's like it's it's close but it just really feels i don't know like the back of my backyard's like the enchanted forest lately mm. got like a dozen deer yeah, and fucking I saw turkeys your, I saw and all kinds of shit <laughs> back there and you know i mean i was like turkeys we have fucking turkeys oh my god amazing you know you seem I more relaxed yeah i mean i'm just more um 
I don't know. It just feels different. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the the lack of electronics mm-hmm. around me, I think, has taken, like, a total shift. It's made, like, a shift on my on my um, nervous cycle. My nervous... Oh, I love that. Um, what is it? Uh, nervous whatever. System? Nervous system. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I, I was talking to my therapist about it because the... Oh, shit. Um, please, can you tune uh, spam us all phones? Um, someone's like, do you want to upgrade your solar? Nope. <laughs> um, because, like, even when we're, aside from being here and all the energy that we have at shows and then work on set, all the energy and then all the cameras and all the mics and the, all the fucking shit, you know, on the... Um, all of the uh, um, Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. like you're at your house, and even the the people next door to you, like your neighbors, they've got Wi-Fi and internet and all this. So the more populated I think an area is, the more shit is sort of crossing through you. Yeah. And I didn't really think that that was an issue yeah. until I didn't have it around. Oh yeah. And I was like, wow, why do I not feel like I'm vibrating? Yeah. I didn't realize that I was vibrating uh, until I wasn't vibrating anymore. Oh, man. I love that. It's crazy. I love that. I just didn't even think that was like something that I would I would experience because yeah. I didn't think that I didn't notice yeah. that something was wrong mm-hmm. until I got into silence. Man. Wow. That's interesting because I always think it's like the chaotic like traffic and, and, and busyness of a town. But yeah. It's everything. It is everything. I mean, it's also like California is on fault lines. Mm-hmm. So the ground is not stable. Mm-hmm. People don't come to LA. Like they come to LA to get something from it. Yeah. We're all tra- We're all like, you know, from other parts, most of us. I mean, mm-hmm. you're you're born and raised, but mm-hmm. most of us are not from there. Yeah, everyone's coming, looking, seeking, trying to find something, and it's a very scary place, and mm-hmm. it can fucking suck you up. Oh, you I know. know. I mean, I just was home for one day, and I felt it. Did I was you? like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> I'm never relaxed when I'm in LA ever. Me neither. Ever, ever, ever. And so, but it's also very hard to just like go and pick where you want to live. And, you know, even like I I was saying, I was like, well, maybe we should just like rent an apartment somewhere. Yeah. And even that we're like, where? (laughs) We just don't. I mean, well, fuck it. Like you're gypsy like me where I'm like, well, if I don't like Texas, I'll, well, I'll just move. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not going to stay somewhere that I don't like. So fuck it. Yeah. But I got to try it because I know that L.A. wasn't working for me. Yeah. And then I may be here for five years. I may be here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, there are already like little things that I that I wish I had. Yeah. But like little tiny, you know, tiny little things. Do you know what it is? It's also like, I mean, even after I'm, I'm telling you that I have like these three things lined up and then then it's the holidays and then I have yeah. something else lined up. Right. I'm just like, by the time that happens it's like six months yeah but that's always in a it's always a fucking excuse yeah it's like oh okay then work then then when it's like you just gotta like do it right you just gotta execute it and do it for your own health and sanity as well when i'm gonna go home now that i live in like nowheresville um it's like i can reset oh see that's what i want so bad and i didn't because i was always like oh i gotta go to a show i gotta go i gotta go film getting a plan i gotta do this i gotta and we're around so much energy all the time and then you go home and there's still so much energy there's never a moment where you feel like i can just reset my my Mm -hmm. my body Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like i'm in an airbnb on vacation and i'm like i gotta go home soon i gotta go home soon you know and now i'm like wait a minute this is i don't need to go home oh you're so funny i love that i love that we gotta come you need to come with Tom to. Maybe to I have, Austin. I don't know why Texas for me just like seems like every time I go to Texas, I mean, the people are super, super nice, but everybody's like so put together and just needs to get dressed oh, up to not go out see, not where and do I all live. that stuff. And I'm just like, I, 
don't have the energy to look good all the time. <laughs> I, see, <laughs> like, I, every like where we are, maybe because we're outside of downtown, we're only like thirty minutes out. Mm-hmm. It's everyone is in leggings and t-shirts. Really? Oh yeah. Huh? And baseball hats. Like nobody. Everybody looks like L.A. Nobody is put together at all. I guarantee you, if I said Texas to Tom, Tom would be like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think if I lived in Dallas, I would feel like I wasn't put together enough. And yeah. Houston too, a little bit. But Austin's like, you know, are, like the people that work at Starbucks have like rainbow colored hair. Really? You know? Oh yeah. Okay, maybe I haven't spent too much time over there. I mean, my kids in school they have yoga in the morning. Like what? Yeah, they have yoga. They fucking take care. Of, they get chicken eggs. They have mud play. They okay, have maybe crystals I need to come and over. singing maybe bowls. Maybe need to come over and stay for like a week or it's something. Like, like, it's, like let me invite myself over to it's house granola. For a week. Hmm. It's like kind of hippy dippy, but like in like a modern hippy dippy way. Like it's still farm. Okay. But then there's like like the massage place that I went to. They have yoga. They have um, crystal healing, Reiki. What? They have all kinds of teas to choose from, and then you get your massages, like an acupuncture, and it's like a chain that they have everywhere. Like I was like, this is soup. I got my aura spray, and like I got my incense wow. and my sage, and this was in like a shopping center. How do you like uh, commuting? It's honestly such a beautiful drive. Okay, cool. That, and I went on Friday to the airport um, from my house to, to, to Austin Airport, and it took 35 minutes to get there on a Friday at 4 o'clock mm-hmm. and 35 minutes to get back home. Hmm. I was in rush hour on a Friday, and it literally was like no problem. And all of the streets that I drive to get everywhere, because I live outside of the, of the city, are two-lane tree-lined hills. Cool. So yeah. you don't feel, you're like, I feel like I'm in like Big Bear. Yeah. But you're like, then you're like, oh, I'm out of the woods. And now I see like little, little you know, little pockets of like Home Depot and Walmart and Target and this, but but it's still like covered by big trees. Huh. So you're not really like okay. in the midst okay. of stuff. Okay, I'll think okay. I'll you're, think about if this. I, I'm telling you, if I get you to my neighborhood, you're gonna yeah. be like, I'm gonna live here. And it's all wine tasting <laughs> and know. beer what tasting. Would you do if and, I moved right by you. Oh my god, I'd be so it make my life so much easier. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Go to Scout's house. Your boyfriends are here. I don't need kids. Your kids. They're ready I for a child. you. Until, until Carter gets old enough to babysit, then I'll have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'll babysit your babies. Anytime. No, you're just going to help me. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Wait, she's like coffee. And Is there's she, like, she's like even, there's like, there's um, a coffee. Um, oh, you don't drink coffee. There's a coffee no. factory going up, um, like mill by me. And then um, the cheese, uh, the um like there's a lake that I was just going to downtown last weekend to the farmer's market and there was like everybody there was like 500 people out on paddle boards like huh. just chilling in like little boats and like hanging out on the lake and like I don't know what the fuck they were doing with some festival or something but everybody's like out on their paddle boards huh. and like just hanging out interesting yes okay okay you more time check in, it out in Austin girl did we answer this guy's question Daniel you didn't you need pressure. to chime in you need to chime in on the pressure um do you know, what feels right for you, yeah. honestly. Like uh, it doesn't matter what your fucking family yeah. thinks and pressure. No. You're the one that no. has to be married. Yeah. I so mean, you do what works for you. They're they're gonna love you either way. They're gonna get over it. And I feel like also maybe you just need to have like an actual conversation with them and tell them to back the fuck how, up. Yeah. How much it affects you yeah. and like the pressure of it. I I had to do that once um, with a, a, a couple of family members and and. It was pretty terrifying to do it, but after Did I, your parents pressure you or no? No, no. 
No. No. Never. No. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, don't get married. They're literally, they're like, don't have sex. Don't get married. Don't do anything. Please, don't do anything. But they love Tom. They like, love oh, I'm him. Sure. They Who love doesn't him. love Tom? And then when I was posting him uh, a few times, my dad texted me and he was like, are you okay? He's like, where did he go? Did you run him off? And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? I was filming. I was like, you raised an independent, like, fucking hardworking daughter over here. Oh, I my didn't God. run him off. You're like, I have a career, dad. Okay, yeah, like, I have a career. Literally. I'm starting in movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's you know starring in actor. TV shows. Yeah, I don't so. know if you know. And we have dogs that can't be <laughs> at the house by themselves. <laughs> so oh. he has to stay home and take care of the kids and work. So to answer your question, don't listen to your friends. No. Right, Scout? And don't listen to um, your parents. Just do what you want to do. Do what feels right. What feels right for you. Because you've got one life, man. So don't regret it. Don't regret it because of, you know, whatever. Um, We're going to make them put that on our shirts. We could use hashtag, you've got one life, man. You've got one life, man. Got one life, man. One life. Live it how you want to live it because it's going to be fucking gone. That's right. Do you have a question? Um, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, so, hello, Scout and Danielle. I would like for my name to be kept anonymous. Okay. Mm. Before I start, I want you two to know that I'm a huge fan of both of yours, and I trust your advice. A couple of weeks ago, I met a girl that changed my life. Mm. She's amazing in every way and is the type of girl I can see myself with. We've gone on a few dates, and each time I leave her pad, I like mm. her more and more. A few days ago after a date, I decided that I was going to kiss her and tell her how I feel. However, when I tried to kiss her, she stopped me and told me that she was trans. Mm -hmm. I was shocked, but not because she was trans, but because I had no idea. And furthermore, at this point, I didn't care. And I cared. All I cared about is what I wanted to. All I cared about is that I wanted to be with her. So we shared our first kiss and one thing led to another and we had sex. This brings me to my issue. Mm. She wants to meet my family, and they happen to... Oh, okay, so they happen to be Christian, and I know how they feel about this. I'm not sure what to do. Should I just throw caution to the wind and introduce her and let them feel however they want to feel, or should I hold off so I don't lose my family? This girl's amazing, and I don't want her to think I'm ashamed because I'm not. I mean, I am 46, and none of my relationships have worked. Maybe because... Maya is who I need to be with. Thanks for my for any advice you can give me. Sorry if this letter is too long. Well, I guess that goes with like the first one. Um, I mean, you guys just started dating. I would wait. I would wait. I wouldn't introduce anybody to your family yet because they're How gonna they're gonna have to fucking opinions. Till I know like that, I want to have my poor partner have to deal with my family. Yeah, I, I wait. I wait. Oh, a, a you bit. know, yeah. I yeah. wait. I wait until I'm like, okay, this is the person that I'm going to be with. But it's not worth. It's not waiting because this person no. is trans. No, that's like take that out. Just, yeah, it's like, just in general. It's just in general. Don't get your fucking family involved. Yeah. introducing no your family to. until you go through. Make sure this is the person that you want to be with for a while, and then. Then you say, you know, and then you introduce them. And also, when you introduce this fantastic fucking woman to your family yeah. and they don't fucking approve, fuck them. And you know, you're in your 40s. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Jesus. Who cares what anybody See, thinks of you? See, that shouldn't be a fear, man. What, what, what is with families? Like, like, come on. Like, don't you I want your know. family and to be, kids, your kids to, to be, be around and happy? No, people don't. Like, come they on. They want to control and they have fucked up, you know religious beliefs that believe that you know I, I I don't know I'm not one of those people so I have no idea yeah but I would definitely say just enjoy enjoy your time with her and you know be happy 
mm-hmm. be happy together and have a great time for what for for hopefully it lasts forever and if once you know that that is your person then you go ahead and bring your family in it's mm-hmm. almost like your kids like you don't you don't bring kids involved when you're when you're dating someone until you know that person's gonna be around for a little while yeah because then they interfere they get in your head you know i feel like parents and families get in your head about shit and it's none of anybody's business mm-hmm. what what i always say like what you think of me is none of my business it's so funny because I mean I I had this sort of situation um, where my some family members I don't think they realize that the girls I think did I tell you this and maybe if I'm repeating myself sorry guys I don't think they realize that the girls that I was bringing home mm, were, were not just your yeah were not just my friends right but right. like I didn't act like they were my friends either right. so when that sort of you know thing came about that I realized that they didn't really like you know gay people i just was like so who do you think that i brought over to christmas that one time was to me i was like i'm bisexual like so you don't you don't approve of me either did it change their opinion about gay people knowing that their daughter was oh good it didn't it didn't like i i mean nothing else was said after that so they just don't voice their opinion yeah okay I mean, I just, I just, I mean, I I know that it happens out there that that families are like that. And if any of you guys are listening that like, if you want your children in your lives, I mean, you want to be happy, right? Just support your kids. Just support your kids and let them be happy with whatever choices that they they make or or whatever does bring them. I think it's because parents, especially that generation, they're so worried about what everybody thinks of them. Like they did something wrong that they raised someone that would would be trans or want to be with someone that's gay or was bisexual. It's like they take it personally as though yeah. they weren't born that way. That they they fucked them up somehow. It's like, no, dude, so you're born crazy. the way you're born, and it is what it is. And you just need to take care of and love your child, man. Just yep. love your child. That is true. Let's see. All right, do we have one more, or do we? Should we get yeah. into this case? Let's get into the case. Okay, cool. Okay, so this is kind of an interesting case because. I wanted to piece it with some recordings that I have. Okay. Because I thought it would be kind of interesting yeah. to see if we could do that. Um, oh, how did you pronounce the last name? H-U. Uh, Hutto. Okay, Hutto. Great. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> okay, so uh, when seven-year-old Adriana Hutto died of drowning in a swimming pool at her home in Florida, authorities never suspected anything sinister. According to her mother, Amanda Lewis said the little girl had been cleaning the bugs out of the pool, slipped, fell in, and drowned. Her younger brother, AJ, had tried to save her but couldn't and cried for help. Amanda rushed to the pool, found her daughter lying face first, and tried to give her CPR, even as she called emergency services. Fire services arrived soon, and then they airlifted um, her to the hospital. So this is that phone call. I need an ambulance. What's wrong, ma'am? My daughter fell in the pool and she's not breathing. Where at, ma'am? Uh, in Esto. And she's not breathing? How old is she? She's seven years old. Oh, God. Just a second, ma'am. My lips are purple. What do I do? Uh, So that was the recording of the mother um, 
So Adriana's younger brother, AJ, soon began to tell a different story. While Amanda attended the hospital as doctors battled to save her daughter's life, AJ was in the care of his grandparents. He Mm. began to tell them how his mother had drowned Adriana in the pool, using her hand to cover her face and push her underwater. Mm. After hearing AJ's version of the events, Amanda's mother, Brenda Burns, and stepfather, Charles Burns, took AJ to the police department for questioning. AJ was interviewed twice that day, August 8, 2008, by investigators and a child expert, and both the times he told the story that broadly remained the same. Uh, Adriana had been dunked by his mother as a punishment for being naughty. She sprayed window cleaner in the living room over the TV, making her mother very angry. So here is a clip from from that. This is four, four hours after... Adriana died. So they're entering the room. He's demonstrating palm physically on the face. So, (laughs) how old is the little boy? Um, I think he's little. I think yeah, I think he's like eight or something. Like super, super, super young. So Adriana's younger brother AJ soon began to tell a different story. While Amanda attended the hospital as doctors battled to save her daughter's life, AJ was in the care of his grand. Okay, so sorry, I read that. AJ was interviewed. AJ discovered the events of Adriana's death graphically, using actions to show how his mom had dunked and drowned his sister. She'd done some stuff that she... So this is him, a quote. She'd done some stuff that she ain't supposed to, so my mama got mad, so she throwed her in the pool, he said. Adriana died in the hospital. Over the next two days, Amanda was interrogated by the police. She denied the allegations and even passed a polygraph test. So this is what she said. I told you uh, briefly what AJ said. I don't know how to put this, but he he seems to believe that you drowned her. Well, I don't know why he would think that. I mean, I wasn't even out there. I was in the house. Why would he accuse you of drowning your daughter? He does like to tell stories. I mean, he's got a... I don't know if I'd say weird, but he does have a very big imagination. Mm. How would you feel about taking a polygraph? I'd be fine with it. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You think that might be beneficial? Well, evidently, because I know you know, everybody's looking at me. You can just tell she's lying. <laughs> First of all, she's so calm. Yeah. Like, literally so calm. Um, She's shitting her pants. Yeah. But she passed. 
So I'm so glad the polygraph tests don't actually right. like, exist anymore because, right. you know. So the authorities weren't convinced, though, and over the next month, the investigators and the local prosecutor looked at multiple elements of AJ's story and decided to investigate further. An inspection of the children's home led to this discovery that their bedroom reeked of urine. So Adriana mm. had ADHD mm-hmm. and had been wetting the bed. Moreover, the room was devoid of toys. A month later, Amanda was charged with murder. During the trial, the court was shown a sketch AJ drew of the events on the fateful day. Um, an, unto- an autopsy showed a bruised, uh, a bruised on Adriana's face, which developed into a handprint. Mm. The doctor who tried to save Ar- Ar- Adriana, my God, I cannot say her name, was she said that Amanda was. Uh, emotionless when she heard that her daughter had died asking where the vending machine was. What? <laughs> Amanda's co-worker at the nursing home said that she had spoken of killing her daughter mm. after another incident where she had uh, vandalized her mom's car writing loser with permanent marker in the interior. In the interior. <laughs> um, okay, so oh, this, is, this is the last court court um, hearing where, where um, AJ went on trial. So this is the autopsy. Did you observe any injuries to her body, ma'am? Yes. Tell us what you observed. The most significant were the two on the midline of the forehead. Um, also noted are two smaller bruises to the right side of the forehead over here. I placed my hand over the bruises. And um, as you can see on the side of the cheek here, um, it lined up perfectly with the side of my left thumb. This would be the index finger where it lined up. If you would, ma'am, just use your left hand as you would on your... And she goes to show that it's literally, like I said when I was reading, formed a handprint on the child's face. So she literally, had, like, her daughter she was held looking her daughter at, her. at her as she held her daughter under the water. And her her son was behind watching. watching and he was doing fake, like, gunshots to oh try to God. stop the mom oh man sorry it's heavy shit 
Of course, so I, where, I pick these. I pick these fucking cases. How long did she um, go to so, jail so for? So the jury eventually found Amanda guilty mm-hmm. after a four-day trial Jesus. and sentenced her to life behind uh, the bars without uh, parole plus okay. thirty year, years for child abuse. Jeez. Yeah, I I know that they uh, in prison don't like. Um, uh, child molesters and they don't like women beaters and they don't like people that kill their children or hurt their children good so hopefully she's um getting uh what she deserves in prison from the other people remember when i when i heard you know when i heard him on the trial stand there there was another video but i i would be in fucking tears where you know he was like he was all smiles he went on on the stand and his he didn't know that his mom was there oh and you know they have to like do you recognize your mother? Yeah, and, sure. And, you know, they had asked him, like, is your mom here present? And he's like, no. He goes, oh, really? Where's your mom? In jail. And he goes, so that's not your mom over there? And he just started crying, oh. just, like, crying. But then he told his side. But a lot of people still believe, and she still says that she's, she's innocent. innocent. Yeah, they She all. still they says all. That, that he made up he the made story and that it wasn't her but that she forgives him and oh all yeah this stuff. yeah whatever just keep putting crazy why can't, why can't you just admit it yeah even even okay first of all even if it wasn't like you're just fuck off like just like yeah. protect your child you know like what i'm saying i don't know just admit it you're gonna fucking go to jail anyway just admit it yeah you have to hold that lie forever oh <sighs> what a cool episode y'all whoop, 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 whoop. Well, thank, thank you. you Thanks for watching. Thank Thanks for you. listening. Fuck what everybody thinks. Just remember that. Fuck what everybody thinks. And you've got <laughs> you got one do life, you. duders. Bye, you guys. Do you. Bye. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform, or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories, if you're brave enough. (laughs) 